Hey y'all, welcome to the Recovery Podcast. I'm Joy and I'm happy you're here. In each episode, we're going to explore what it means to heal from the constant ups and downs of life and accept God's love and lessons in the process. The goal is to be authentic about where I've been so that no matter where you are, you have the courage to keep walking. You're safe here. So let's get started. Okay, so today on the podcast, whatever day you're watching this, I'm trying out just a new format of doing the podcast because before, I don't know if you might be able to go back and tell, but I was like roughly reading a script because I really didn't want to mess up. Um, I really struggle with like wanting to be perfect. And so that was like my way of being like, okay, if I'm going to do a podcast, it's going to be perfect. It's going to be perfect. So I made a script for like each episode, which I really felt good about everything that I said, but now I'm just going to be trying to like talk how I normally talk. And um, today I wanted to talk about this journey that I've been on of waiting for marriage. It's very interesting because there's a backstory to that. So um, I'll give this some context. So Waiting for marriage basically means what you probably think it means, but waiting to have sex until you are married. So this wasn't on my mind at all, slightest bit, until I was 21. So um, when I was 15, very young, I started having sex, right? And that's just me being completely honest. That's when it happened for me um and my mom had mentioned like you know you want to save yourself for marriage this and that but in my community of friends and in high school it just really didn't matter to me and it wasn't something that anybody I knew was about like nobody I knew was living that life so it just wasn't on my radar and I kind of like grown up going to church but I never really cared about that for some reason. I just never cared. So anyway, so I go throughout high school um, and then I get to college or whatever. So I had a few partners between uh, 15 and 21. Okay. So when I was 21, I, okay. Also to preface this, like living that lifestyle of not waiting for marriage that was my lifestyle like that's what I was up to that's what I was doing I just didn't have a like a biblical basis or any moral basis of like waiting for marriage like it just wasn't a thing it just was not a thing for me and um so when I turned 21 in about August so I turned 21 in August end of August and at the beginning of August I had been like, it was kind of the ending of, like, a traumatic, not traumatic physically. This is, like, really, like, emotional trauma that I felt, like, that I felt, okay? So, it was more of, it was more of a buildup of, like, all the situationships and relationships and things like that that I had been through. It kind of all came to a head at the end of the summer, I'll say the end of the summer, of 2021 okay so that happens and at the beginning of august i'm like 
I don't want a man to touch me. Don't touch me. I don't want to talk to anybody. I don't want anything. Okay. So I did, I mean, I ended up like, you know, texting people or FaceTiming people, but it was, I emotionally, I was cut off and I was like, there's just no way I I don't want to be in a relationship. I don't want anything at all. I can't do it. And at the time I did not have a faith foundation. I didn't know Jesus and I did not have a faith foundation, but for some reason, like if I have, if I ever like was in a pinch or something like that, I would always pray. You know what I'm saying? Like my spirit was always new, like knowing that there was God. Okay. So at the beginning of August that happens, I'm like, it's really wraps on everything. And I remember driving down the highway, going to visit my parents from college, driving down the highway and just being like in tears. And I was like, God, when is somebody going to come around and care about me the way that I care about them? Like just pouring out my heart. And it wasn't even to God. At the time I was like to the universe, like talking to the universe or whatever, which is crazy because God created this universe. It's very interesting. I just didn't know. Right. So I, um, I was just like, when are, when is someone going to come along and care about me for real or really show me that they care or care about me the way that I care about them? All these things, like just every piece of brokenness that I was aware of in my heart, I just spilled it out and just cried. I can vividly remember even where I was on the highway. <laughs> every time I go that way, I'm like, wow, I think about it. I think about what I said because it's very interesting because I was praying to the universe, but God heard me. And so, three months, two months later, yep, two months later, um, my sister, she was talking to somebody at the time, and I'll, I'll, I'll just go into the story. This has to be said anyways, but, so this is how I met my fiance, okay? So, two months later, me and my sister, who was my roommate at the time, she's a year, year younger than me. She was talking to somebody who went to a school that was like three hours away from us. And so it was interesting because like two weeks before that, two weeks before this whole ordeal happened, she was like, oh, I think this guy's cute, whatever, whatever. And I'm like, well, you might as well just just DM him. Like you're just talking too much. Just DM him, like just do it. So it was crazy because I actually had her phone and sent the DM to the guy because she didn't want to do it. (laughs) Not that she didn't want to, but she was just kind of like, I don't know. So anyways, they start talking, whatever, they meet. And she's like, oh my gosh, I really like him. I really do. You know, they went on like a couple like really cute dates. It was really adorable. So anyways, long story short, she went to visit the guy, like to meet the guy with one of our roommates who was just going to that city anyways. So a couple weeks later, she's like, um, I really want to go back, but you know, like, can you drive? Because basically situ- situation, situation, uh, needed me to be the driver. Okay. So she's like, can you drive? And I'm like, I mean, I guess, but like, I don't really want to go. I really don't want to go. So her and the guy that she's talking to at this point, and they're like slick in love. They're like, well, we need to find you somebody. So in my brain, I'm like, absolutely not. Red flag. I don't want to be in a relationship. I don't want to talk to anybody. I don't want to have sex with anyone. I don't want to kiss anybody. I don't want nothing. I don't even want to hug. Okay. So that's how I felt. So I was like, I don't think so. So anyways, (laughs) they end up 
sending me all these screenshots of like people that they could have um like paired me up with or whatever like they were playing matchmaker or whatever so i'm saying like no 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 to everybody (laughs) and so then the last person they sent was somebody who was from my hometown and i was like oh i know this like i know this person i didn't really know him but you know like by face by instagram pictures and whatever so i'm like oh okay i know this person cool so then they're like talking to me about him they're like yeah he's you know really big into like his faith whatever whatever and I didn't know, but he, my fiance had told them, told his friend to tell me that he's waiting for marriage to have sex as like a deterrent, right? Like, don't come <laughs> if that's not what you're on. So it was interesting because something that maybe would have in the past made me feel like, what? Like, this guy's weird. When they told me that he was just like living that life. I I felt comfortable. Like I felt a level of comfort that I was like, okay, I'm going to be safe. I'm going to be safe when I go visit, like I'll be safe. So that's the little backstory. I met my fiance on a Friday and then the next day, it was like a Saturday afternoon. We were sitting together and he had told me like his intentions basically like, um, you know, I, he's like, I want a wife. I want a wife and I'm waiting to have sex until I get married. And I'm like, okay. I just said, okay. (laughs) And it was October 8th and we spoke to each other every single day. We've spoken to each other every single day from then on. And it was pretty early in that relationship that I realized that God had sent me my husband. So I don't even know how to explain that to be honest. It was so interesting. And in that same, I'll say this two week frame, a lot of things happened for me. So between October 8th and two weeks after that, I'm not even going to do the math. Like a lot shifted in my life. So I was not a believer before I met him. And then I came home from that city on like a Tuesday morning. And I say by Thursday, right? I'm in my room and I used to watch YouTube a ton on my TV. And a sermon comes onto my TV, like on my suggested YouTube videos from Transformation Church in Tulsa. And I watched this sermon, bro, at the end of it, I was in tears. I was in shambles, okay? It was as if like, a weight like these weights that I was carrying it's as if during the sermon I not only became aware of it but I also let go of it and I accepted Christ like that day I was like okay it's today my life is changing today right now in my room by myself right today so after that day I probably watched like two sermons every single day when I woke up like I was addicted addicted to Jesus like I need him I was nothing without him I was broken I was this I was that and like my journey just it it began right then like I remember um well I already wasn't having sex at the time just by my own decision I wasn't and then also I stopped cursing like a week after I met Jalen, because I, I met Jesus too. I was like, I'm not, I can't curse anymore. And before then, I was cursing like every sentence, every other sentence, no joke, 
I was cursing at some point in every conversation, unless, you know, it was school or business or something like that, um, or my parents, but I was doing all that stuff. So, um, I was also just like really immersed in a lifestyle where I cater to my flesh. So, if even even though I wasn't having sex, if I wanted to satisfy my flesh, I was like, okay, free game. Or like I was cursing. Um, I wasn't, I stopped, I had stopped smoking at the time. So, you know, that wasn't really a thing for me. And I had stopped drinking like four days after my 21st birthday, just by my own decision. But there were a lot of things that I didn't really realize that were affecting me and that were like detrimental to my spirit. And those got illuminated along the way too. So anyway, back to the the real kind of like topic of this podcast is like we decided together and Jalen knew before oh, I said a name <laughs> anyway. He knew before that he was going to wait for marriage. And then I was just like, okay, fine by me. And then I end up meeting Jesus and I'm like, okay, serious. I'm serious about this. We're waiting till marriage. So we started that journey in October of 21. Now it is June of 23 and we get married in August of 23. So basically when we got together, the intention was always like, well, you know, we're looking towards marriage. If it doesn't work out, if God is like, no, then it's a no, but we're looking towards marriage. Okay. So within the two weeks after I met Jalen, it was so weird. You guys, it was so weird. I would be in my room by myself praying. So I'm like, this is me like first learning how to pray. Like, genuinely pray and believe that my prayers are being like listened to like God is listening to me right now and it was weird because like these um these impressions would come onto my spirit and it would be like I would literally be talking to God and I I vividly remember this like there's some things I just remember and this is one of those things as well where I would be like God if I'm supposed to marry Jalen please let me know it was like weird this is this is day 10 of me knowing Jalen right and then I say, like, you know, if I'm supposed to marry him, please let me know. And then a day or two later, it's on my heart to pray for his mom and pray for his family. And I'm like, what is happening? Like, pray for really big things. Like, and I'm like, what is going on? So it was pretty early on where I realized that God had sent me a husband. Okay. So I was just like, okay, I'm very, I'm very committed to doing this the right way. And I hadn't done any relationship in a healthy way ever, literally ever. So it was very interesting because there's a few things that I've, I've had to encounter along the way. Um, one of those things is the fact that beforehand, because I had been introduced to like physical intimacy so early in life. I thought, and I had kind of like attached my worth. I came into agreement with the fact that 
or the idea that my worth was attached to my body or my worth was attached to my uh like uh sexuality or you know how I came across to people my image and that was something that had to be broken because now I was in a relationship where we weren't physically intimate so you know it shattered my sense of identity and my foundation for self-worth so that happened that was a journey on its own two is the fact that when you decide to do something like that or you decide anything as far as letting go of a desire of your flesh it's not just gonna be easy like it's a nice thing to say okay we're gonna wait till marriage but it is not easy you're gonna have to I had to do things that I didn't want to do. I had to say goodnight to Jalen at 10.30 p.m. and go home every night over the summer. You know what I mean? It, it's not, we had to We had to separate at times where we just wanted to be together. We had to say, no, that's not a good idea to go do this thing together. And it would have been fun, you know what I mean? It would have been fun to go to XYZ place together, but it wouldn't have been smart because we we had that goal. We want to wait till marriage. We want to honor the Lord with our relationship and we want to come into a covenant before we have sex with each other. And so one thing that we really had to do is try to set boundaries. So that looked like um Jalen sleeping on an air mattress and me sleeping in the bed when I came to visit him like in <laughs> there's so there's so many elements of the story that I really don't want to get into but like I do want to give context but like okay say we were staying together it was like he would sleep on an air mattress I would sleep in the bed but in separate completely separate rooms um and at some point over the summer uh last year we didn't even kiss for like three months and it was the best three months of our relationship not I mean not to the day like not like there weren't better moments but it was so amazing like we felt so connected to each other and it was during a time when like it was just a lot of ups and downs for the both of us personally and it was like the best three months ever and it's so that's so contradictory towards everything I was doing beforehand before I met him and also that's also not to say that we didn't mess up I feel like personally I see a lot of testimonies like on YouTube and stuff like that because one thing about me is I really immerse myself into stuff I want to learn about and so one of those things was just like marriage and relationships I see a lot of stuff on YouTube where you will you will um you could listen to like a testimony right of someone who waited for marriage with their spouse and it, it sounds like literal peaches and cream like oh my god they're just a perfect christian couple cool and then like they might say like oh we weren't perfect but it's like how did you mess up that's that's how i always felt when i would hear testimonies like that because i'm like can you be for real about what happened because like i feel some type of way about what's going on in my situation because i just feel like you know i'm less than that's how i felt a couple of times so me and my fiance have definitely slipped up a few times okay like basically 
okay, so this is how they felt. Because <laughs> I want to I want to say it, um, but I also don't necessarily want to like. I don't want to open a door for people, especially if you're like thinking about waiting. I don't necessarily want to open that door, but I will say that we have not had sex. Okay, we have not had sex, but there's ways where we have severely crossed the line and if you understand anything about sex or whatever there's kind of like there's from the moment you like embrace somebody you know there's kissing there's touching there's you know nudity there's using your hands to do things and whatever so it's like kind of like we started to cross some of those those boundaries but I'm basically just saying that to say I'm an imperfect person and I also had a a very broken type of past about sexuality and so did my fiance so we have definitely struggled with those things but um I just want to share that like it's not an easy journey but I would strongly 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 encourage every woman I know Every man that I know, young, you know, teens, 20s, 30s, 40s, it really doesn't matter, to wait for marriage. It is the most, like, it's it's been, like, the most sanctifying experience for me because it just has, it, it's turned my life kind of upside down. There's a lot of things that I based love around. Um, I thought love was really like very physical and that the foundation was physical, but I've come to know love in a really different way. And I realized how much I did not know people that I gave myself to in a, in the most intimate ways. I realized how much I didn't know them. And it took for me to be in a relationship with someone who I desperately wanted to know deeply, but could not be physical with. And it kind of just rewritten so many things that I thought were true about me, about men, about love. And I really would encourage people to wait until marriage. Um... It is tough and you also, I feel like it's a good idea to be surrounded by people who are waiting for marriage Um, because especially like coming from my position, right? I'm in college. I don't know anybody waiting for marriage. I don't even really know anybody who goes to church and I don't know anybody who like everybody has a Bible verse tatted, but is everybody, anybody living that? No, I didn't know anybody who really lived a life of faith and who wanted to be like Jesus. I I just didn't. And so when I started to be in a relationship with Jalen, I really leaned on watching YouTube videos. I leaned on reading my Bible and things like that, which is fine. But when you go through tough times or you want to say yes to your flesh and you know you shouldn't, you know, 
it is so good to have somebody to text or to call or to just to vent to who knows what you're going through because it's a very different experience and some people don't have the insight to share that with you when you're going through it. So always, I would say, be in community. I think that's been a big thing for me. Um, But I just feel like it's just a world that I just didn't even know. I didn't even know love could be this way. I didn't know marriage was supposed to be this way. I didn't know God had more for me. And I started to realize that when I went on this journey of waiting to have sex, it is just so awesome. I don't know what else to say. I wish I had some more points about what exactly the benefits are, but man, if you feel called to wait until marriage, just say yes. It's not going to be the easiest transition if you've been living a different way. It isn't going to be freaking easy. It isn't going to be fun. It isn't going to be the most exciting sometimes to say no to your physical desires, especially about somebody who you're attracted to and you love. But it is life-changing. It is life-giving. And there, I feel like there are ways that the Lord can speak to you in the time where you're saving yourself for marriage. And there's a way that it allows you to make room for the Holy Spirit to move in your life in a ton of different ways. Like I can say that because I waited for marriage, because of this time that I've had, I think I've healed in many ways that I would not have healed if I wasn't waiting for marriage. Like the Holy Spirit was able to really, really, really go deep within me because I was open to that. So like, for example, the 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 like arguments and the topics that I encountered, the the places within me that needed healing that I encountered because of okay, wait, let me let me rephrase this, okay? When me and Jalen get into like arguments or little scuffies or whatever, we can't have sex. We can't make up sex it to be better. We have to talk. We have to be uncomfortable and we have to communicate in order to move forward. I have to pray before I talk to Jalen after a heated conversation. I have to go to God about things because sex isn't going to make it better. You know? So basically, in those moments, I have to be uncomfortable with myself. There's so many moments that I've been uncomfortable with me. And I'm like, I don't like that about me. Oh, God, I really need you to move in that area because like, I just, I need to be a better woman. I want to be more like Jesus, right? So it's highlighted so many areas, but instead of filling that with physical affection and intimacy like I was before, I'm filling that with the word of God and I'm filling those moments with prayer. And although very uncomfortable and sometimes like annoying, like I'm like, God, like, do we really have to do another thing? Do we have to do we have to like work through something else? It has been like literally I have felt freedom from strongholds in my life that I thought were a part of my personality. Um, it is like completely transformed my life. Um, and also I talked to my sister about this a lot, but um it has made me there's just a lot of benefits, right? So I tell her sometimes, I'm like, when Jalen and I get older and we can't have sex or 
when I have a baby maybe and I'm like not wanting to be physically intimate you know like some people have like uh, those tears and stuff like that they don't want to they can't have sex for a little while after it's okay because our foundation one like the foundation is laid and established and rooted in Christ but also the like the the foundation above is like one of friendship and one of like intimacy without any physicality so when sex does get introduced it's like a little cherry on top you know what i'm saying i hope but when there are moments where sex isn't at the forefront of our relationship for whatever reason we will always have a foundation we'll always have friendship and we'll always have our connection without anything physical and that will stand the test of time and it's very interesting because I didn't know those things when I decided that I was going to walk this walk with my fiance but sometimes you realize God's goodness after you look back at a certain season like um you know like going through a certain season is like connecting all the dots and when you turn around and look back you realize what picture it painted you you see God's goodness and you see the purpose and you get clarity and things like that but um I just never would have known that there would be so much good in God's design. And it just makes sense. Like God God planned for a woman and a man to be together. God planned for sex to be intimate and connecting and deep. And, you know, he planned for that to be between a husband and a wife. And it just makes sense. But the the person that I was, the joy that I was in let's just say I don't know June or July of 2021 probably would have heard some of the things that I could say now and been like no way (laughs) you're lying like there's no way um it literally took for me to walk the walk my mic cut off but all I'm saying is it took for me to to literally walk with the Lord in this way and submit my my sexual desires and to wait to understand that the plan for marriage that God gave us is good and God has really just healed me in so many ways so not only would I 10 out of 10 recommend I would just encourage people to question your your lifestyle and don't make excuses for the things that you allow yourself to do because one thing about it is if God is convicting you you on your own in your own heart will know and the words that you say to justify behaviors that you know should be left behind they don't mean anything it's 
it's just trapping you into your lifestyle. Um, And I often feel like the things in society that are freedom for the flesh are bondage for your spirit. And I know that because I have had to be freed from so many things by the Lord that years ago I was like, I'm being free. I'm doing me. I'm empowering myself. Like this, that, and the other about how all those things that I was doing to satisfy my flesh, like I thought that was building me up. And I thought I was a stronger woman and I thought I was a freer woman, but my spirit was in bondage and my spirit was deteriorating and my spirit was broken. And so I, I'm saying it in encouragement, like question your lifestyle question your actions and if you are willing to open up yourself to the lord then pray that he would show you what is what is there something in my life i should not be doing and if you are in a relationship or you're looking to be married you know that you have the desire to be married ask the lord to show you how to live a life that honors him and he will show you Because the thing about it is, like, I literally read today, if you ask, it will be given to you. If you seek, you will find. And if you knock, the door will be open. So don't be afraid of a life that you're not familiar with. If you're not familiar with walking with Christ, don't be afraid of that. And if you don't know how to do it, just ask him how to do it. Um, But yeah, that's the end of my little story time spiel whatever this was um and i'll see y'all next time